Yeah, grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our epistle lesson from 1 Corinthians 15 will serve as the basis for our meditation this morning. Well, here it is. It's Easter. Finally, right? We finally get to say, hallelujah, he is risen, he is risen indeed, hallelujah, after a 40-day absence. How are you celebrating Easter today? What's Easter mean to each and every one of you? You know, the world will celebrate with Easter egg hunts and, uh, I don't know, Easter bunnies and the chocolate ears, you know, and baskets and whatnot. And we'll be here at worship this morning. We'll go home and have dinners and celebrate with our family and all those things. But, you know, I started looking around at all these plastic eggs that we have out there. I love what Ashton did and showed how, it, how they were all empty, you know, and the tomb was empty. And that's good news for us, right? So I started reflecting on this. It reminded me of the age-old question. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? I heard one person put it, what's more important, the chicken or the egg? You know what? To me, I don't really care. I enjoy both of them sometimes together. But we Christians know that Easter isn't about plastic Easter eggs or chocolate bunnies or baskets and things of that nature. We know what it's really about, right? It's about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. His salvific works on the cross and what it means for you and I, for all of creation. And that's wonderful. But I have to ask you, what's more important? Christmas or Easter? Which came first? Does it really matter? Well, yes and no, right? And they're both important seasons. In fact, of all the seasons, you know, in the calendar year, my two important, my two favorite seasons aren't spring and fall. It's Christmas and Easter. But which one is more important? We know chronologically what came first, the birth of Jesus, right? But one gave birth to another. One gave birth to another. But what's more important? Well, if you ask Paul, Paul would tell you that Easter is the most important. Paul says, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with Scripture, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. The resurrection for Paul is the most important thing to remember as it's the good news and the very impetus for the goodness of our whole being. In our portion of this letter today, Paul lays out the importance of the resurrection and he starts with impressing upon this church in Corinth to remember that they heard the gospel message from him. And that this message means they are being saved. More importantly, that they have a responsibility for this great message of the gospel as long as they cling to it, unless it be in vain. And then, as he stresses the first importance of what the gospel is all about, condensing it in creed-like fashion, right? He stresses and refers to Scripture. Ties everything back into Scripture. And he ties it in with witnesses. Jesus appeared to Cephas. And then the twelve. And then the five hundred. It was like saying, he was saying to them, what, one's not enough? Well, how about the twelve disciples? That's the twelve isn't enough for you? How about five hundred people? How about James? How about the apostles? Still not important for you? Well, let me give you some more credentials to this. He appeared personally to me. Now, Peter wasn't at the tomb. He wasn't one of the original disciples. 
He wasn't with the 500 people when Jesus appeared to him. Now, he would have his own resurrection encounter on that arduous road to Damascus. But nonetheless, his encounter with Jesus is a gospel story. Every bit is important. It's a gospel story. And the resurrection is so important to Paul that he indeed dedicates the entire 15th chapter of his first letter to the Corinthians to the resurrection. He's so passionate about the resurrection, he's almost self-deprecating in some manners about his role. He says, last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me, for I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Now, it's not like Paul was saying he was born too late to be a, a disciple. He's not saying that he was born at the wrong time. Now, the, the word that Paul uses for untimely birth is, well, honestly, it's a word that relates to, I don't know, premature birth, stillbirth. It's the one who's about to meet his death. Paul relates that he's been given new life through this encounter with Jesus. And as he clings to that gospel story, he says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And that grace, his grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Yeah, Paul's inspired by the grace of God that he showed towards him. So much so that he works hard to spread that grace, that gospel story with other people. He isn't just inspired. He believes in it. He believes what God has done for him in the resurrection. You know, in order to recognize just how important Easter is, one has to recognize what the resurrection has done for them personally. Think about that. I heard a story once of a family who had lost three of their four children to a viral infection. And it, within a two-week time frame, they had lost three of their four kids. In fact, they, they buried their, their third child just a mere two weeks before Easter. So all they had left was their four-year-old. Well, Easter came around and they took their four-year-old son. So it was just a couple and their four-year-old son. They went, to, they went to church that Easter morning. And on Easter, the mom who led the Sunday school class told her class about the resurrection of Christ. And the father read the Easter story to another Sunday school class that was going on. And people wondered how this family who had lost so much and despaired so much could be doing this, could get through it all. Well, on the way home from church that Easter, a teenage boy asked his father, Dad, that couple must really believe everything about the Easter story, don't they? And the father said, of course they do. All Christians do. And the son looked back at his father and said, yeah, but not like them. Even amidst pain and suffering, even amidst, I don't know, COVID-19, hiding behind our masks, even amidst loneliness and depression and hardships of any kind, the gospel is present. The gospel is alive. The gospel fills the emptiness in our lives. And for people who are in their darkest hour, the gospel, the resurrection, is life-changing. Paul knew how it changed him, and he impresses upon the church in Corinth and us the importance of that gospel of that salvific act on the cross, and most importantly, of the resurrection. Because without the resurrection, it would have all been for naught. 
So let me ask you this. What does the resurrection mean to you today? What does it mean for us as a whole, as a body of believers? What does it mean for ascension? Is Easter just another rite on the calendar that we recognize and go through the motions of? Or do we recognize Easter with the utmost importance of the Christ conquering victory on the cross? His victory over death, devil, and sin that has redeemed us and given us new life. Think, too, what is your gospel story? Because each and every one of us has one. And all of our stories are intertwined in with the overarching story of what God has done for us. Now, we may not have been there at the empty tomb from a historical standpoint, or been with Cephas, or the 12 disciples, or the 500 of the apostles, but we each, as children of God, have our, had our own encounters with the resurrected Christ in our lives. Think when your first encounter was baptismal fun, where Jesus washed us clean of our sins, gave us a new name, made us whole again, and called us a child of God, where we got the Holy Spirit and are empowered and are fed in faith through God's Word. And maybe we were brought into to the baptismal font at different points in our lives. Maybe it was at our birth when our parents brought us here. Maybe it was some other act in life. Somebody, some other way that God worked with somebody to bring us there. Any way we want to approach it, we each have a gospel story to share. And our gospel stories are more importantly tied to the overarching gospel story of what God has first done for us, for all of creation. And we're called to take that gospel and to share it with everyone in the world. And yeah, there's times that we fall short of proclaiming the gospel. But what we have done, and sometimes continue to do as we periodically falter, should not be a deterrent for sharing that gospel. As Paul says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. So just how important is Easter? How important is the resurrection of Christ? As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, for if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Easter is that important. As we celebrate Easter today, we celebrate the resurrection of Christ from the dead and the hope and the new life that we've been given in Christ's victory. May we share that gospel story with the utmost importance to all whom we encounter in this life. Leaving here today, celebrating Easter every day of our lives and shouting, He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And to God be all the glory. Amen.